probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to the Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me once more in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, you can hear him, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. And wasn't it cool to see that old X-Wing in The Rise of Skywalker? You know, Red Blythe. Oh, you naughty boy. <laughs> that is a stretch. That is a stretch, but... It counts. It counts. <laughs> it counts. How on earth are you, Jabba the Hud, you naughty, spicy ledge? I'm very good, Matt. It's my favourite time of the week. Star Wars session time. We just get to chat Star Wars. It's brilliant. Yeah, good, mate. Decent at weekend. Uh, it's wet and cold outside, so we're going back to Camino mm. tonight. But, mate, I'm looking forward to uh, tonight's show. How about you? How, what have you been up to? Dude, I am buzzing for this week's show. Um, big shout out to my brother. And his yep. wife, Dagmara, my sister-in-law, they are getting a dog today. They're getting a cheeky little black labby puppy. Um, and because of that, cr- I know, right? Woof. Um, <laughs> because of that, it, you know what? When you say woof, that just reminds me of the flash from Blackadder. Woof, yes, woof. woof. I'm glad you know Blackadder too. For anyone who does, it's the best oh. British sitcom ever. Mate, that show is absolutely incredible. <laughs> oh, Blackadder sessions, mate. Here this we man gets come. better and better. Um, yeah, we had a puppy shower on the weekend, so that was like a first. There's a first for everything, you know. Never heard of it. Uh, hey, me neither, mate. Me neither. But it was dope. It was still really fun. And what else? Any Star Warsy bits? Yeah, we found out we um, we could start streaming. On yeah. YouTube, our Battlefront 2 gameplays. That's pretty dope. That's pretty fun. Yep. Shout out to Luke Summerfield and, and Antshot First for joining us and uh, having a great, good old 45 minute session on Battlefront 2. We'll get some more sorted out for you soon. Anybody else wants to join in, uh, we'll let people know in advance next time. Yeah, we're going to have a Battlefront like Thon, Star Wars <laughs> Sessions a Thon on Battlefront a Thon. And it's going squad. to be fun. It's going to be um, fun. Um, yeah. But there we go, mate. Like you said, it's rainy, it's windy, it's miserable. The world's going crazy. So, guys, for a little bit, stick some sessions in your ear, which I'm assuming you've already done, and let's let's have a bit of escapism for a bit. Like the sound of that, mate. If Star Wars can't sort you out, and I'm afraid nothing can. That's it, man. That is it. Shall we go to the Galactic News Round? I da. can hear the bong. Hello there. The Kenobi series is now set to begin shooting in 2021. Writer Hossein Amini has been released. However, Ewan McGregor confirms the show is going ahead as planned, just rescheduled. EA are rumoured to be rebooting slash remaking Knights of the Old Republic. Colin Trevorrow has confirmed the Jewel of the Fate script is legit and the concept art too. The official trailer for The Clone Wars Season 7 dropped, giving us a tasty look at the show's final season. 
Dr. Afra's new comic run gets some new characters. Dr. Eustacia, Oka, Detta Yao, and a hunky smuggler called Just Lucky. Angry Wookiee, Black Cursantan, also returns. And Adam Driver returned to Saturday Night Live to play Randy the Intern in Undercover Boss. Where are they now? He was as awesome as you would imagine. We've mentioned the main discussion, let's do it. This week we are talking about that thing you may have heard of, The Rise of Skywalker, one month on. Thoughts, feelings and all that a month on. But before we get into it, here's a couple of little audio clips just to remind you of what happens in that movie. Somehow Palpatine returned. My boy, I made smoke. I have been every voice you have ever heard inside your head. Ray, I know you. People keep telling me they know me. I'm afraid no one does. Ray, never be afraid of who you are. You can't hide, Ray. Not from me. I will earn your brother's saber. One day. I'm the spy. What? You! We don't have much time. I knew it! No, you did not. You don't just have power. You have his power. You're his granddaughter. You are a Palpatine. Dad. Dad. I know. Goodbye. Jedi's weapon deserves more respect. Master Skywalker. A tired in the force. A power like the life itself. Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter how you feel about it, whether you loved it, whether you hate it, there are bits, in my opinion, to love. There are bits to hate. There are bits to dislike. There are bits to be a little bit eh on. But either way, we're going to discuss it because a month later, that's a good time to let it, let it sink in, digest it, mm-hmm. see what you think. Now, Matty boy, buddy old pal, I've got... A cheeky little question for you. Now, Ooh. for those of you who don't know, Matt, and, and I'm, I'm guessing a lot of you do know, but just in case, May Boy is a phenomenal um, film critic. Thank you. He's mate. a verified Rotten Tomatoes critic. He writes brilliant reviews at whatawatchtonight.co.uk. Um, and May Boy gave The Rise of Skywalker a... It, it, it's your least favourable Star Wars saga score. Um, mm. of the Disney era. Is that right? It is indeed, yes. What did you give it out of 10, mate? I gave I gave it 7.5 out of 10. I believe I gave The Force Awakens 8 and The Last Jedi was 9, I think, or 8.5 or 9. However, 
as mm. as any good film critic would do. Minds change sometimes. I've done best. I've done best of the year rankings when potentially a film which I may have actually given a higher score may drop a few places for a film with a lesser score because mm. on, on in retrospect I got more out of that film or I enjoyed it more or the experience watching it was better. So I gave it seven and a half out of ten. However, when it comes to us compiling our uh, final saga rankings, you know, asterisk final saga rankings, that may not be an indication of where it sits in the sequel trilogy. Yeah, and I think that's a very strong point to make early on into this discussion because, remember, people, opinions can change. Mm-hmm. People can change. Yeah, like, remember, we got criminals, ex-criminals out there in the world that are now lovely, loving, warm people. You know, it happens. People have change of hearts. So that's always something to bear in mind when watching a film Mm-hmm. Um, when processing a film, getting to getting to know the film, especially when it is to do with a franchise that you love and adore so dearly, like we do with Star Wars, and assuming assuming that's how you feel about Star Wars, and it doesn't matter how you feel, you've always got the other ones, and you've got your favourites, and you've got your least favourites. That don't change. That don't change. Um, so, Matty boy, you, I've, we've brought up your score: seven point five out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, has that at all one month on so it's not long has that changed well the good thing about this discussion is i managed to catch a third viewing so you and i have now both seen it three times a piece uh, which i think mm. is a, a good barometer the first time we saw it you know everything just washes over you and you're staring at the screen glazed over taking it all in it's kind of be quite over un- overwhelming sorry the second time is process you can process it easier but you, but you're still kind of seeing new things, if you will. The third time I was settled in and I watched it as a movie, I knew exactly what was coming, and I found myself noticing smaller details, for better or worse, which I appreciated more. And that now has it changed? For now, I'd probably keep it where it is. Yeah, yeah. Because there is because the the things I still have an issue with, I still do have an issue with the things I liked and loved before. I love just as much, if not more. And there were little things I found which I really enjoyed the, uh, in this third viewing. Whether it was a line mm-hmm. of dialogue, a look, um, like a facial expression, or some part of the action which I missed. So I'm or still Adam Driver. Yeah, Adam in General. Adam Driver is just incredible. The only thing we were missing was another topless scene, but he did have a hole in his top <laughs> at one point. But I, <laughs> it I, counts. I've always been positive on it, but just a bit sort of uh, frustrated because it felt there's a lot of missed opportunities for me I felt and I get that we've got a lot of listeners who think it was perfect and kudos to you all and I know you Mm. Luke you are a massive fan and I would be lying if I said I wasn't a fan of this film I still hold dear that when this comes out on blu-ray I think this will be the film in the sequel trilogy that I rewatch the most because it because of that fast pace because of the action because of the kind of the epic scale of it, which we've all said JJ's reached for and whether he f- um, hit it or not. And I just think there's something to this film, which makes it a lot more rewatchable than the others. Maybe not a lot more, you know, rewatchability potentially would be nine, seven and eight, not an indication of quality, but if you want a fun action film, the rise of Skywalker mm. gives it to you. If you want a fun adventure film, I think The Force Awakens gives it a few. If you want a fine Star Wars film, you get that from The Last Jedi. So seven and a half out of ten for me still. But I think, you know, that, that does start to... 
the barometer does start to move towards the eight because I did enjoy it a lot more without any of the baggage and any of the emotional um, hoopla the third time. But what about you? Because you've always been slightly more up on it than I have. Um, so four weeks on. I'm thinking. Do you want my score for it? Uh, yeah, we, I don't score? think we've actually had a score from yourself. Have no, we, so? you've, made, you've not had a score. Out I think 10. I'm pretty confident of my score. I'm probably going to give it. A, so I like your point system where you, where it's not just like solid, um, like eight, like eight out of ten or seven out of ten. For me, is somewhere in between there, but a lower seven. I'm t- mm-hmm. I'm 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 talking a str- a mid to weak seven, mm-hmm. like a seven point three, seven point two. That's interesting. Um, because it does it falls over itself. It falls over itself. And I'm sure this isn't going to be the last time I mention this tonight, but I still, I have people coming up to me, Matty boy. Yeah. Who ain't big star Wars fans. They come up to me and they're asking me, yeah, Luke saw the new star Wars the other day. Um, yeah, it was really fun. Loved it. And I've noticed that a lot of people saying it's fun. A lot of non hardcore star Wars fans enjoying this film. I could see why though. Later. Uh, me too. Me yeah, too. We'll, we'll, I, I, we'll, we'll touch on that. Yeah. We'll touch on that later. But they go, but I don't get how the um, Palpatine's back. I'm just sitting there. I'm glazing. I'm, my eyes just staring at them. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, no, me neither. And they're, they're expecting like an elaborate answer from me. Well, <laughs> but no, they don't get it. They do not get an answer because there is not one. There isn't one. And you can give me a dictionary you can give me a visual dictionary you could give me a comic you could give me a book yeah something as big as that needs to be answered and addressed on screen and i'm sorry from from the start of the film you're wondering that you are wondering that and i don't answer it they don't at all. They give us some lines, the mystery box, this classic J.J. Abrams mystery box. And he's pulled that trick too many times in this sequel trilogy. Good question for another time, mate. That's it's all it. all that again, isn't it? It's all that. Yeah. And I'm, 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 with the first one, I feel like you can get away with it. With the lightsaber, you can get away with it. With the main villain, nah. Mm-hmm. Of the nah, entire mate. saga as well. Of the entire saga. And that's the other thing. Like, we're talking about saga. You know, this has been branded as the final chapter of the Skywalker saga. And I know, you know, we've spoken about this. But again, it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't think they should have marketed it as that. You know, because it doesn't always feel like the end of a 40 plus year saga. Um, Sadly. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't really feel like that. It just feels like episode nine. Do I? I watched that film and I go, could there be an episode ten? Yeah, Absolutely. definitely. Why not? Why limit? I don't know, mate. I mean, it, it, had they had they got the OT heroes back for it's episode nine, like all of them had Luke and Han been around still, and had, they'd had the big four in episode through seven, eight, and nine. I think then you would have had your Skywalker saga, where it is at the minute was kind of like. There are some members of the of the original films and the prequels still about, but they're you know they're not they're not big players anymore. So yeah, it's a stretch. Right. And we, but we've always said that. For me, for me, it doesn't even feel like it's the characters' problem. It was the writing, it, yeah. Because episode nine could have been. 
the end of the Skywalker saga. It could have been if they wrote it mm-hmm. properly. And I do feel like this story does have that. It does have that potential. But again, I said it last week, mate, and I said it a week before that. Give me the full version. Not like, you know, people going crazy about this J.J. Abrams cut. Yeah, like that. that's not an official thing. Yeah, every film gets happen. cut and chopped around and stuff. Like it, every, every film goes through that process. Mm-hmm. I don't know, mate. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I want to just no get this negative up. energy out right now because there's a lot of beautiful and wonderful things with episode nine. So I'm just straight up saying let's let's get the rubbish out first. You know, yeah, I agree. There there will be there will be bits in our conversation like when I remember and I'll think, oh, I've mentioned that like little moments mm. where I thought that wasn't great. Mm. But I think all of the major things, major sort of bugbears I've had with the film. I think I've pretty much aired all of the major ones. Any kind of other ones I have are kind of smaller ones, which I noticed on my third viewing, all which kind of irked me slightly, but nothing, I don't believe any of that, central to the plot. It's just little things. But, I mean, in terms of negativity, I went and had a look at the ratings for the film today on the major outlets. You mentioned Rotten Tomatoes. What a great site. 52% yeah. we're at at the minute. We're from 471 Mad. critics. But, I mean, that still relate. that still... Uh, is one out of every two people like the film. So it's not a bad return. And also, it's still over 50% of people like it. Um, you've got... Um, and the, the consensus is basically the film suffers from a frustrating lack of imagination, but concludes this beloved saga with fan-focused devotion. The last, seg- the last part I would sort of waver on slightly. Uh, Metacritic, which mm. is a kind of a collection of specific critics. It's a very, very reliable website. They gave it 54, which indicates mixed or average reviews. IMDB, which take with a pinch of salt, 6.9 out of 10. So all of the major kind of review outlets or the places people turn to have all given it that kind of middling to average of reviews. The box office yeah. is done over, it's, it's done over a million, a billion, it's done over a million, over a billion dollars. It's the 37th biggest film of all time in comparison. Rogue One is 35 in that list. The Last Jedi, 14th. The Force Awaken, it was fourth in that list worldwide. $1.046 billion says this film isn't a failure. Pretty much 50-50 split international and domestic. This film has got people going back. Maybe it hasn't had the people going back as much as the other films in the saga, but it has still earned over a billion dollars. It's the third saga film, sorry, sequel trilogy film, out of three that has done. All three films in this trilogy have earned over a billion, plus Solo as well, so, uh, uh, Rogue One. Must probably shouldn't talk about solo. Yeah, solo didn't do. Didn't, didn't do quite well, but so I mean, we're not the only ones. And just on, and even when we go to the Bantina later on, you'll see that our listeners are also divided. And sometimes I think to myself, actually, mate, is that a good thing? That we've got a, if 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 you've got to hear out my logic, that we've got a film similar to the Last Jedi, where people yes. are split on it. It's not just yeah. it didn't play it entirely safe and give us maybe what we all wanted. JJ swang for some things and tried things. They may not have pulled it pulled it off, but it's another divisive film. Fifty percent of people love it. Fifty percent of people don't. That sounds like another film in this trilogy. You know what? I'll um, just like bouncing off that man. I was speaking to some um, kids that I know. Like they're mm. all aged, like I, I think fourteen to low as about eight, nine. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Seven, maybe I don't know. I forget. So young. Um, yeah, <laughs> they're young, and I tell you what, guys, they loved the Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I go to the toy shops, 
action figures, those Galaxy of Adventures figures, yeah, flying off the shelf, mate. That's good Do to you hear. Know what I mean, I've, I, it's good to see. It's really good to see. Every viewing I've been to of the Rise of Skywalker, lots of families, lots of kids. Um, I'm seeing a few young'uns wearing Star Wars merch. Do you know what I mean? Like, so as much as all of this might might be dividing us adults, because th- this is the problem with critics, critic websites, is that mm. it doesn't have the voice of the children. Yeah, you're right. And that sounds crazy, but, you know, like, you and I grew up with the prequels. We can see them for what they are. We can see <laughs> they aren't masterpieces in every aspect. You know, Attack of the Clones ain't no Empire Strikes Back. But still... That's my. That's like my trilogy. That's yeah. my kids' trilogy. Little Luke's trilogy, and so these kids are going to see this through rose-tinted glasses. So it is nice to see them loving this film. And I asked the same kids because they, they were like, "Did you prefer it to the the Last Jedi?" And I was like, "I don't know." And that's mm-hmm. what I told them is, "I don't know," because there are bits in in this film. Which like made me laugh, they made me cry. I, it was funnier than The Last Jedi. The yeah. humor was better. The action, I think, was incredible. The Last Jedi is a slower film. It slows things down. And um, when I said that, the kids were like, "Yes, yeah, boring." <laughs> I was like, "I was like, I was a bit jarred by that." I was like, "Oh, do you think it's boring?" And all of them were like, "Yeah, boring. Last Jedi is boring. Nothing happens." I was like, "Okay." Okay, so I tried to explain, like, oh, but then, you know, all the, you know the arty-farty stuff we love to talk about, you know, like oh, yes. how Luke symbolizes this and the Yoda-Luke scene. They were like, yeah, that's cool, but there's a lot of stuff be- before and after that that's boring. I was like, yeah, okay. I could see okay. the Ray on Octo stuff, Ray and Luke stuff on Octo stuff not appealing to younger people. For similar to The Empire Strikes Back with Luke and Yoda on Dagobah, because when I was a kid... That stuff used to drag for me. I mentioned that on our uh, on our show last year when we did the original two years ago. Sorry, when we did the original trilogy, oh, the recap. OG shows, yeah, the OG ones, mate. Two years ago, almost now. I mentioned then wow. that when I was a kid, those moments in the Empire Strike Back, I used to find a little bit boring when I was when I was an, an ankle biter, a nipper. Now, obviously, I think they're wonderful. So I can see kids watching the Last Jedi now and thinking, "Hmm, it is a bit slower. It's a bit grayer. Like the palette isn't um, as." bright and vibrant as say the the rise of skywalker or even the last jedi except of course when you get to canto bite so i i could see where youngsters may sort of waver the last jedi but it is great because i mean if the kids don't like these films you're in trouble because we're we are going to debate these films for years to come on these shows and the mandalorian mm. and the clone wars kids just go want to watch want to go and have a good time so if yeah. the youngsters or yeah. the I say kids but yeah young people if they're falling out of love with Star Wars, then the franchise is in trouble somewhat because we'll only have us crotchety old men moaning that they ain't like the good days, whereas the kids just want fun. I mean, I want to address um, the financial situation with Rise of Skywalker once that's kind of finishing its run. So mm-hmm. maybe in a show um, in a few weeks' time, let's do a show just on Tross's financial um, run because I think that's really interesting and it's really telling. But I will say this, yeah, the only prequel to be in the biggest films of all time we're talking like top 50 now mm-hmm. is the phantom menace yep yeah and there is you, you if you look culturally at what really punched through um youngsters hearts youngsters minds it's revenge of the sith it mm-hmm. was the revenge of the sith 
And um, there's a lot of things in that that, like, I'll talk to, like, these, you know, OG Star Wars fans that are in their 30s or 40s, 50s, sometimes 60s. And they're telling me, you know, the prequels, blah, 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 blah. And they're pointing out these plot holes I never even thought of. Mm-hmm. I never even realized. And I was like, yeah, no, but I didn't think that when I was a kid. No, exactly. Um, and this is a parallel to maybe this Rise of Skywalker, this episode nine. Um, so I think that's that's a really important thing to to um, to remember um, when discussing this. Um, you know, there were some things that I'm kind of getting used to in the film, you know, like the mm-hmm. Raylo kiss. I'm still not totally on board <laughs> with it. But hey, I get it. I do kind of get it a little bit more um, the more I watch it. Again, like with the Finn and Ray relationship, I am still convinced that I'm, I'm going to say it, mate. I am convinced that Ray and Finn were set up to be in a relationship. Not You've just been very vocal on this, haven't you? On Patreon and on the main shows, dude. Dude, it's. In my head, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. Finn, one of Finn's first lines to her in The Falcon in, in Seven is, you got a boyfriend, cute boyfriend. You know, they've got this connection. The first thing Ray asks when she sees someone in, in The Last Jedi is an ask about Finn. I see when she speaks to Chewie. Yeah. yeah. And when Finn wakes up, where's Ray? Yeah, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. It, you know, it's just, and it, and it, and I, I feel like the rise of Skywalker didn't want to go down that route because I, I don't know, was it was it another element they couldn't explain or something like that? And and actually, when you look at the elements that m- maybe were uns- like leaving you not quite satisfied, mm-hmm. um. It does make me look back at the last Last Jedi, and actually watching the Rise of Skywalker in general makes me a appreciate bits in the Last Jedi and think they are absolute movie magic that they're absolutely artistically head and shoulders above anything else mm-hmm. in the Disney era. Um, but then also, it says maybe it didn't answer enough. Maybe it didn't. Maybe we didn't get quite enough juice, and maybe it did set up way too many questions for nine. I I agree to an extent because I originally thought that, but the, uh, the more I think about it, I think the last Jedi actually left us in a pretty good place. We had the Resistance needed to rebuild against a powerful First Order, and I would have been happy with the Resistance versus a First Order final battle. You know, that's what we've been set up with. When we then add, but when JJ and Chris Terrio add Palpatine into the mix. That then blows everything out of the water. So whatever The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens were trying to set up, they've blown that out of the water by adding Palpatine and adding this third wheel, which actually then overtakes everything and takes away from everything that's mm. been set up, I think, in those mm. two films. And this now becomes the Palpatine movie because you can't have somebody like him in the background. We've gone from the Resistance versus the First Order to suddenly we've got to take Palpatine out. The First Order become or kind of merge with the final order and resistance have to take them on and it's not really very well explained it happens in very quick time and a lot of the issues with the rise of skywalker like you've mentioned in terms of the writing and story is it's a it's not a good film in terms of writing it's it's i'm I'm going to stop short and say it's a poorly written film 
but it's not a well-written film, I don't think. There are great moments in it. There are great moments of comedy, and the film does get from A to B to C, but the mm. bits in between aren't written very well. And there are some moment, lines of dialogue which I think are which aren't great. For example, I think Ray says something like, "Um, when when at the, when she's when she's floating at the beginning, she can't get through, and she's saying, be with me.' And she floats down, and she they obviously they've had to tweak the dialogue to match what Leia was saying, but she says, "Ah, oh, I can't do it." Or something, I, I paraphrase, I can't do it. I can't reach the voices of the Jedi that came before. I think you don't have to say, be so specific as that. because because these things that aren't, haven't been set up that well or that they're trying to shoehorn in, but they haven't fully like fleshed them out. Mm. And those things happen quite a lot. Uh, so as much as I love the spectacle and the action, and I've said it all along, I don't think it's a particularly well-written film. Chris Terrio, yeah, he, he's an Academy Award winner for Argo, but there are also some other Academy Award winners who aren't also that good. And Chris, a lot of Terrio's writing, Batman v Superman, things like mm. that, even like, uh, Justice League, I believe he's on that, released the Snyder Cut. This, the writing isn't great. You know, it's serviceable. And for the final film in this beloved franchise, worldwide uh, franchise, I don't think I think, I think don't think the writing was great. And, you know, obviously, not going to get into Jewel of the Fates, but we've seen that and what kind of can of worms that's open and comparatively... The stories there would it, would it have been better? Who knows? We're never going to find out. But I think a lot, a lot of the problem with the Rise of Skywalker and on my third viewing, it still hits me is a lot. Of, it's just the way it's written, and that includes Palpatine. And a lot of the moments I enjoyed in the my third viewing actually involved Palpatine. So it's a massive contradiction almost. But I've again yeah, I've said I that know, since know, the mate. first show I we know. did the review show straight away from seeing the film. I cannot yeah. b- fathom Palpatine being in this film. However. Every time I saw him on Saturday afternoon on that screen, I was just was like enamoured. Just the stuff he was saying, like the just Ian McDermott hamming, hamming it up. I'll go on to him again shortly because I wanted to speak about Ian McDermott in a bit. But it's that in terms of the actual like, connectivity, though, it's clear that we we've mentioned there wasn't a, th- a through line, there wasn't an, a linear narrative, there wasn't. I don't care what anyone tries to say. This time I'm no. putting my flag in the ground. And I'm saying there wasn't. There may have been ideas no, tossed around so. in the original. Um, concept planning meetings five years ago, six years ago, but nothing was ever set up in terms of palps. If there was plans from the start, The Last Jedi would have covered more of them. Well, that's it. And The Last Jedi left us in a place where the Resistance was in a, you know, they were struggling after the Battle of Crait. Almost, yeah. yeah. And the First Order were arising, which which basically set us up for Rey and Kylo will have to go on their own separate journeys of discovery to find themselves or what they're going to be. The resistance must rebuild. The first order need to be stopped. Let's have the war to end all wars, as Boyega said. But adding Palpatine in just destroyed any chance of that happening, I think. Guys, let me tell you something. Because Matt has just spat some truth, yeah? Thanks, Mike. But, but hear me out. Hear me out. And I think, maybe you're going to agree with this. Because mm-hmm. if you have seen, if you're listening to this podcast and you've only seen the film once, do yourself a flavor. <laughs> go to your cinema. Find out when your nearest showing is. If you can afford it, go see it again. And I tell you what, go have a, if if if. You drink, yeah, go to the pub beforehand, get yourself a pint, get yourself a nice cold pint, whatever you're drinking, beer, beer, ale, yeah, Keth beer, and go in and have fun. Try and go with some mates, have a laugh, 
cheer when that Lucasfilm logo comes on and trust me, you will have a whale of a time Mm -hmm. because dude, every time I go, you know, I'm saying all this and I can't help but think this. My brain says this stuff that we've all just said, we've all just said. Mm -hmm. And yet when I'm sitting there and I'm watching it, dude, am I having a flipping good time? Spot on. I'm with you there. And it's the weirdest like, I would say weirdest feeling, sort of weirdest dichotomy ever. That in one hand, you you it's almost like the prequelitis. You, you you know there are flaws, there are massive issues which you can't get your head around, no matter how many times you see it. But when you're watching it, you're thinking, "This is awesome." Yeah, yeah, mate. And it's, it, I'm it exactly could be anything. It, it, it could be anything. It's like I said this in the review, um, the 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 initial reaction to episode mm-hmm. nine. Three kids on an adventure, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Everything on, everything on Pasana, absolutely love. Mm-hmm. I love. I love everything on Pasana from when they arrive to the Aki Aki Festival, the spiritual like, implications of it. Um, Lando, the creatures, the wonderfully weird creatures. Because people, Star Wars is really, really weird (laughs) yeah Yeah, we get weird aliens we get weird storylines we get weird weapons and that's what it is it's wizards in space ain't it that's what it is and it is is so fun it's ridiculously fun and i can't like i've not even started on the whole and i'm gonna mention this right here right now mate i've not even started talking about our ben our boy ben solo his redemption kylo in this film Dude, let me tell you something right now. I'm sorry I'm hogging the mic a little bit. Bespin Bulletin. Bespin Bulletin put up a hero's uh, favourite yes. heroes tournament. He's doing the he's doing the villains one this it's a week. Great idea as well, that is. It's a sick idea. At Bespin Bulletin on Instagram, people. Um look him up. He was on the show a couple of weeks back. Mm-hmm. Legend from Wales. Another legend from Wales. There's a lot of legends from Wales. <laughs> Wales is a great place. Um so yeah, right. So he did a heroes tournament. So basically, you vote tactically um, on what, who's your who's your favourite heroes, right? So match anything up, from they? yeah, exactly. So you have got everything from Luke Skywalker to um, Dio, Dio, or yeah. people from Rebels, Resistance, Clone Wars, all the films. Ex- ex- exactly right. A number one spot went to Obi Wan Kenobi. The mm-hmm. number two spot, yeah, beating. Beating Luke Skywalker, Ray Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker, any other goodies, any other goodies you can think of, Ben Solo. Swolo. Swolo! <laughs> it's the, the the character, as we all know, that there's the whole, the, the Raylo thing and uh, and everything that comes along with that. And uh, so we know that there's a fan base out there and... and for the most part, you know, I think the Raylos are great. I love their passion. So we know there's a fan base out there for Ben Solo, uh, which, you know, in one way or another, Lucasfilm would be mad not to tap into in some form because people will eat that up. But, yeah, I mean, his, uh, he was always going to be redeemed. I wish it had happened a bit earlier in the film just so we could have seen more of Ben Solo, though, because when we did get Ben, he didn't say anything. He looked the boss. Yeah. He, he said, out. Yeah, he said, he said, he said, ow, that's right. And he took down the, he took down the falls of Rin, um, got flung off a, flung off the Sith stage. And he got yeeted. He got yeeted. That's it. Like a, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Um, like a Sabutio player, Bosch. 
and then <laughs> came back, smiled, kissed Ray, died. Mm. We didn't say I know, that. I'd right. love to have had an inter. And yeah, a- I love him. But I would have loved to just have one scene where he and Ray. I thing is, it's, it's weird because I loved when they kind of had shared that look through the force and that nod, and then she gave him the saber. But I would have loved oh, to have had one conversation between the two of them where they're kind of like, "So this is where it's at now." You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Blah blah, and just how that would have played out, obviously, with what had happened before and that kind of build up to it. But I suppose in one way, the fact that they didn't have that was good because it. That, you know, that could have clanged if they got the dialogue wrong. But don't you think that almost says a lot about how good those scenes are? Because as mm. much as I agree with you and as much as I almost want that as well, I want that that um, dialogue and we didn't get it. And yet I still, I'm still sitting here rating it, loving it. And a lot, and I mean a lot of the internet is agreeing. Do you know what I mean? That says a lot. Yeah. Did you see the campaign? I know it was on Twitter, uh, where oh, there yeah. people, yeah, people were um, basically donating solo or something. It was it? something oh. like that. Yeah, they were donating to his uh, or charity of which he's involved in for the armed forces because he was a marine. And mm. you know, these fans, these great fans of his, have raised over sort of I think like sixty thousand dollars for charity, in which there was only like a, there was about a forty or fifty thousand dollar target. And I think they may have even gone past like past the sixty now, but they smashed past that. And wow. and Adam Driver came out and actually released like a, a minute thirty second to a minute long video where he sat down, you know, and he was thanking the fans for their generosity and you know for the Save Ben Solo campaign and also and for the good cause it was going towards. So even Adam Driver is aware of like the the fan fervor for his character, whether he'll ever come back or not, because he came out recently in an interview and said. Um, He's, he's, he still feels like they're going to do another one. You know, him, Oscar, Daisy and John. It doesn't feel like it's over yet. He then quickly said, it, it, we aren't coming back, by the way, but it feels like they're get, you know, they, they'll be back together to do another one soon. So we know that he mm. loves doing it. but And I think, I mean, I've said before, there ain't no way he's coming back. I still believe that. But I, still, but I, I am going to mellow somewhat to say that if the story was right, I think he would come back. But I can't see him coming back in a post Rise of nah. Skywalker landscape. No, I can't see it, mate. Mm-hmm. I can't I, I can't see it, see that. As much as so, I would absolutely adore yeah. for that to happen, mate. I'd be all over that. I'd <laughs> yeah. be all over that. I'd be all over that like jam on toast, mate. Ooh, ooh. I know, but I know. I love a bit of jam. I'm going for a jam thing at the moment. My my nipper is going through my daughter, sorry, what's jam on everything. Jam on toast and jam on bagels. What do you want for dinner? No jam on toast. Well, you can't have that for dinner. Jam on curry. Yeah, she had these ch- these chive, red chive and onion bagels the other day. And she goes, can I have one of those, Daddy? I said, oh, if, you, if you want, if you can get past the flavour. Can I have jam on it? I said, oh, you can't have the jam, raspberry jam on red chive and onion. I think I would like it. Had it, ate it, loved oh, it. Jam on no everything. No way. Yeah, weird. It's <laughs> funny, but you do get you do get sometimes that savoury and sweet mix. Does mm-hmm. make for that chilli chocolate and all that. that- Oh, that that's nice. You know about that. You know right. about that. Um, what other stuff? What other stuff did we absolutely love? Well, speaking of silence, about... actually, or, oh, yeah, or non-dialogue, I really yeah. liked the the uh, celebrations on uh, on the planet at the end after the after the battle had been won, the Battle of Exegol. And other than Janna and Lando's very quick bit of dialogue, it's music only. It's just the Resistance heroes coming back, mm. cuddling each other, having a kiss 
dancing, shake, shaking hands. Ray, Poe, Finn coming together. And obviously when you see Zori, there's the unspoken kind of things there. And that was great. But there's no dialogue. And I love that. And I think it's more powerful that way yeah. rather than having everyone, you know, good to see you again. Or oh, you made it or well done or that manoeuvre you did was great. Or Wedge, you were in the film for th- for less than a second. Um, so I like the fact that that was silent. <laughs> and they used silence well in this film. I, I think this, I, I've already mentioned that the score is great. But in the first meeting between Kylo and Palps, I think the score and sound is used perfectly in that. And there's a few times when the sound cuts out in this film to allow for kind of like the big moment of dialogue for when Kylo says to Palps, like, what can you give me? And it sort of goes... Everything. And then it comes back on again. Or when Palps mm. throws his lightning into the, um, into the fleet above oh, no. Exegol. That's it. It stops <laughs> and then it just goes... Yeah, I love the way that they use sound as almost like like it just bursts into life afterwards. So, um, see, that's it's funny you should say that. It's funny you should say that because I, I almost, I agree, but I'm of the opinion that they didn't use it enough. Mm -hmm. Um, and notably, the Force Awakens in particular, like the if you look at the first um quarter Mm -hmm. of that film, there's a lot of moments where you're just looking. Yeah. You're just, you know, you're looking at the environment as much as the person. Yeah. You're looking at the ship's landing. Um, and this is a technique that George Lucas would use, you mm-hmm. know, to, to world build. Um, that's why when, you know, you see the Falcon landing on Bespin, you know, the, 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 the shots there, I can see it in my mind's eye now. And the Falcon comes in, it turns around like quite slowly and lands. Mm-hmm. It kind of bounces up slightly a bit of smoke comes out, a little bit of, and then that's it, right? But it but it gives you time to absorb the environment, give you a sense of where they are and all that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think at the start of the rise of Skywalker, you got your boy Poe, you got your boy Finn, you got Chewie, you got um, oh, what's the slug thing? Claude, 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 Claude with a K. What a lad who does nothing <laughs> apart from going. <laughs> One yeah, we, you know, hey, I am down for the Star Wars weirdness. I am here for that. <laughs> Give me that Star Wars weirdness. But, bro, mate, the, this this scene where they're hyperspace skipping, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, bro, that is that is setting the scene for this film. That is telling you, by the way, this film um, is the crackhead of Star Wars yeah. films. Yeah, it yeah. is bada beam, a bada boom. This, that, over here, now over there. This, 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 this. And there are some things that the the, the audience explain out loud. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I can't think of any specifically, but I know it happens, and I remember thinking that. But yeah, it, pacing, dude. I, I really wish, and I think the length would have really helped with that. Yeah, we've said before, an extra fifteen minutes. On top of this film, which would have, which would have only made it two hours thirty five, two hours forty, still a long time to sit down. But for the final film of the Skywalker saga, we've mentioned that fifteen extra minutes, and again, fifteen minutes is a long time to just sit and watch things because not all scenes are very long. One scene could be twenty seconds. Okay, we still got fourteen minutes and forty seconds to fill. Just to just to slow things down a bit, we had um, the great scene with Zori Bliss and Poe Dameron on Kojimi. 
when they're sort of discussing what's been happening and Zori's like, you know, I've got this, I'm going to the colonies, come with me. Um, and she gives Poe the, you know, the look with those eyes. A slower scene. I've forgotten about that. Slows things down just a little bit. And of course the Han and Ben scene. But the pacing is breakneck and it works for the first 20 odd minutes or so. I, I've mentioned that. I think the first 15 minutes or so of this film are bonkers good. When it is just, right, this is where we're going. We've got to get information. There's lights be skipping over there. Race training on... Uh, race race train, training in the jungle. Kylo is going to Mustafar and taking falls down left, right, centre. He's just met Palpatine. I mean, just thinking about it now, it's overwhelming. But it was like a sensory overload that I loved. It's like this is this is like excellent. I love this. And then yeah. it didn't slow down enough for me. It's it's funny you mentioned the light speed skipping because that's one of the few bullet points I've got, and it relates to being a canon fiend. And this and I've mentioned other other things about like the contradictions in canon. It's not about that. The problem with being a canon hound is that every time I see something new, I want more. I, I watched that film on, uh, at the Rise of Skywalker, that film, on Saturday. And I, and I was like, I want to know more about that green place in the light speed skipping section. I think it's, it's called the Megafauna Chasm. I want to know more about that. Why? I don't know. It's green. You've got this massive space thing tries to eat them. It looks wicked. What is it? Is it like a gas giant? Is it a planet? Are there people there? I love all that kind of stuff. And... um when they're on Persana, Finn says, the Scott kind of just drops in a line. He says, oh, if the first order catch us, they'll throw us in the pits of Grick. Little moments like that, which I, I love galaxy. that. Yes. Yes. I noticed that too. It, and that felt, that felt very original trilogy. Yes. That like felt very Luke mentions the Clone Wars or when they were like pulling yes. the ears off a of Gundark. Yes. And even in The Force Awakens, they did it. Uh, one that came to mind is when, when they shoot down near the sea new love. Um, when Finn and Poe just met in, or just kind of got acquainted with each other in the TIE fighter, then they get shot down. And one of the officers says, oh, where are they projected to land? And the woman says, oh, you know, the, the goers on Badlands. It's got a name. It's, you know, it's a well-known part. Of, like, it's, just, it's like a point of interest on a planet. It doesn't mean anything, but now the goers on Badlands. Why is it the Badlands? What's, you know, it's, I love all that kind of stuff when they just chuck in a name or an event or when Janna says, we, we uh, revolted at the Battle of Ansett Island. What happened there? I mean, The Last Jedi did it with Holdo and um, Chiron Belt. But little things like that, I love it because you're never, never going to hear about the pits of Grick. But it's, I love little things like that. I mean, there's probably a few other ones I, that came in, but they were the two which I thought of. And as soon as I saw them, I was like, I love little moments like that. And that's one thing JJ does get the spirit of. And I think he gets the spirit of Star Wars really well. But those little moments, because um, he carried them over some from The Force Awakens. But I'm glad you know that as well, mate. Google Drive. All I said basically was, I'm glad you picked up on those mini canon references as well. So, yeah. So, dude, you've you've mentioned about all the canon, uh, the world building, and this 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 film does that beautifully in one way. Visually, we get we get introduced to a lot of different things, and yet I can't help but feel that it falls down on its own weight because it goes out to answer so many questions and give you this and give you that, and yet it introduces Palpatine. And you can go round and round and round in circles forever on this crazy stuff. Um, but instead, I'm going to go through some of the things that I cannot stop thinking about. After all, this ain't the review show. This is the one month after show. Yes. And I've already mentioned it. I can't stop thinking about Ben Solo at the end of the film. Right. I can't stop thinking about his redemption. I can't stop thinking about that last encounter and battle with Palpatine and against the Knights of Ren. I love it. I adore it. I love when Luke and Leia are training together. I think it's amazing. I love Luke in this film. 
It's incredible. The full circle. He was able to lift the X-Wing he never could in Empire Strikes Back to the same music in the background. Is it fan servicey? Hell yes, it's fan servicey. Do I care? No. I am here for it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And I'm soaking it all up, mate. Soaking (laughs) it all up. The film was fun. I thought what they did with Leia, considering the circumstance, was phenomenal. It was incredible. It was great fun. The Force connection, sweet. Um, Luke's, yeah, I've mentioned that. The Jedi voices, the whole Persona festival. um, It proved out that Kylo was indeed stronger than Rey Mm -hmm. on the Death Star fight. The Death Star fight, the planets, the visuals. Oh, bro. Love it. Love it. Yeah, just want, I just wanted to mention to that. Love. No, yeah, I, I, that bit at the end with Ben Solo, I, I still wish they'd made more of his redemption because it did feel, for me, it just felt like it was at the end. We've only got 15 minutes left and you think, well, they're not, we're not going to get much out of it, but it was beautifully handled because, like, like you said, it was, it was quiet. It was silent. It was all done yeah. by acting and performance rather than trying to uh make make it more emotional with words. It was all done, you know, with feeling almost and I loved that. And I like to think that Ray took Ben's shirt with her after he became one with the force. I like to think of her picking it up and taking it with her. A bit like mm. yeah, Yoda apparently did with Qui Gon's blanket. That's what he's got in Return of the Jedi. So I I like to think mm. of that. I liked Luke I did like Luke Skywalker. I loved I loved everything he said and I loved Mark Hamill's performance. I still can't get over his hair in this film, mm. and he's really blue as well, like he's like off-puttingly blue. I think as a force yeah, goes. Yeah, it's a funny one. It ain't right, is it? No, they've not been able to nail those, have they? They're like Mark. Can you um? Uh, yeah, uh, Mark. Can you uh, grow out your hair? Um, and he was like, "No." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "What are you going to do? Fire me uh, if I don't?" <laughs> okay, because <laughs> he's, he's been in that. Um, I can't remember what the show's called now, but. Where he has long hair anyway. Forgive my ignorance. I can't remember oh, what it's called. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't yeah. what it's called, but he has longer hair about. than that. So maybe he was contractually obligated to have his hair long for that. Or maybe they just thought they can get away with it. But it was really off-putting. And it's, it's, this is what I mean to the listeners and you guys out there. The things I picked up on, the things I'd noticed, but the things that irked me slightly more was, yeah, his his hair just wound me up. But um, there wasn't really much else I didn't like. like. I say, so I'm with you about the, let's get onto the good things. The only thing... Again, I've just got to mention Rose Tico. I did. There wasn't enough Rose, and when Poe says, "You know, somehow <laughs> Palpatina's returned," and everyone goes, <gasps> "It's Rose, my girl." He's like, "Hold on, do we believe this?" Um, and I was like, "The voice of reason." The first thing I actually thought was, "Well, you've never played Fortnite," but um, I liked how her character <laughs> is the grounded voice of reason, even when she's speaking to Snap Wexley later on about being a bit more positive. She is the voice of reason. She is the character that we can relate to. And I can ma- I imagine there's lots of people mm. shouting at me now saying no, but she, I really liked Kelly Marie Tran. I think she was really good. And this film, with what she had, like three lines, I think she, you know, I mean, she had that grounded approach, which we needed a bit. I think she's really underused. But that aside. That aside. I thought, I thought yeah, I thought she was underutilized. Like Billy D, I thought Billy D is watching it again for the third time. He becomes Lando again when he sees Chewie. He was he incredible. Says, Good to see you too, Chewie. It yes. felt like old Lando again. OT Lando, mate. Yes. Lando was excellent in this film. I was worried about him, but there was nothing to worry about. He was he was a, a highlight for me. Yep. And I mentioned Ian McDermott earlier on. He's having a ball as ever. He's really having a ball. 
I thought he channeled every iteration of Palpatine. He sounded like Phantom Menace Palps when he says, I'm waiting for my grandchild to come home. Revenge of the Sith when he gets all hammy. Mm. Um, Return of the Jedi with some of his dialogue and delivery. And there's one point, well, there's two points which I thought he's disguised as the boss. One of them was when Kylo draws his saber on him right at the beginning. And Palps looks at him and he's literally like, mate, come on, what are you going to do with that thing? And that's when he says, what can you give me? And he says, everything. And then later on in the film, when Ray says she hasn't come, she's come to destroy the Sith. And, and she says, as a Jedi, basically. And he just goes, no. Really weirdly. That's what he sounds like. It's almost like he's just having a lot of fun with his role. I thought he was having a great. Plus he no. got to say, do it as well. And I think they put that in for a bit of fun. Do it. Do it. Yeah, it yes. was very sad. He might just well have looked at the audience and gave us a little <laughs> wink. But, no, you know, Ian McDermott, mate, two words. He was so good. <laughs> yes, he was, mate. Whatever we think about the character's return, everything he... I was always... Bit, I was fixated on him whenever he was on screen just because it's palpitousness. The last time we were going to probably see Ian McDermott on screen and he made the most of it one last time regardless of what I, you or anyone thought of it, the guy was having a ball and it was great to see. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Yeah. And that really came off on screen. Um, yep. And yeah, I think, I think this film, I can't wait to get it on Blu-ray and, and start rewatching it on. And, and eventually it's going to come on Disney plus. Um, and I can't wait to rewatch the whole thing because mm-hmm. that's what we do. People. That is what we do. And there are going to be times and moments where this, this, and bits and bobs come out the woodwork and we're going to change our opinions on certain bits. And we're going to keep talking about certain bits, but that is the beauty of star Wars. You can rip apart these films over and over and over again, rewatch them over and over and over again and get new things from them. Mm-hmm. And that mate, is the beauty of this film. I do think there's going to be a lot of that. And there's a lot of things that if they, if Lucasfilm play their cards, right. Um, they can pull a rogue one and answer a lot of these mysteries. I feel yeah. like that future is going to be in television because there's not that constraint. There's not that pressure to answer all these questions. They can take their time. You can immediately feel and sense that in the Mandalorian season one, that pressure isn't there. And because it's not there, it's you have a masterpiece of star Wars a masterpiece of Star Wars. Not only does the world love it, the whole Star Wars community loves it. Doesn't matter what age, doesn't matter what trilogy you're into. And and that's that's the future. You know, that's and that's a great thing. No, doesn't doesn't happen often when the majority of people side with with something. So I can't wait to rewatch this. I can't wait to and I do honestly think I'm gonna watch this one quite a lot just because of that pace. Yeah. And it, ha- it yeah. still has things in it which I really enjoy in it. And I, I've, I've mentioned that in the review and on the other shows we've done where we've mentioned it. There's an awful lot I like about this. Obviously, they are the big things which hold me back from loving this film. But I have a great time with it. I love the humour in it. I think it's great, which is what it is also very important. It captures the Star Wars humour. When Ray lights her lightsaber in the cave on Pasana, and then Poe stands next to her with his torch and clicks it on. And it's just like really anticlimactic click. It's great, and when he says like oh. bones, I bones. I don't like bones. And even when we, when like Finn's taunting him for being a, a spice runner on Kajimi, he's a spice runner, runner of spice. Get your spice. There's so much spice in this. So it hurts. I, I love those. I think the the humour works for me as well, and that's what I got out of it. So 
Upon seeing it for the third time, I appreciated it more for what I liked, and I liked what I liked a bit more, and a few other things stood out. Still can't get over the things I wasn't keen on. Is it the worst Star Wars film ever? Maybe, maybe not. When we do our rankings, you'll find out. And we're still mulling those over because you can hear us now. We're still trying to get our heads around this film, let alone where it falls in films we've had years to mull over. Yeah, man. I wanted to be able to come on this show, this episode in particular, have it all figured out. And I ain't. I ain't got it all figured out. Sorry, lads. No. But I will say one thing. I will say one thing. Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. I do love you. Despite your imperfections, I love you. And despite your imperfections, Star Wars, guess what? I still love you. Hi, this is Jamie Stangroom. You're listening to the Star Wars Session podcast, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Well, mate, I don't know about you. I'm parched. I'm knackered after that. I need a drinky poo. So should we go to that dusty old bar over there? Let's do it, Sam. He's beefier than Ben Swoller, this guy is. <laughs> Barman, two Kef beers. As uh, We put out some polls on our social medias, as we do, and we asked where you guys stood on the movie uh, a month later. Yeah, on Twitter, we got 46.5% who said they were a fan. Uh, 26.4% said a classic Matt, Matt Hudson line, it's fine. <laughs> Um, it's followed fine. by, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, followed by twenty-seven point one percent were not fans. Instagram's a bit more positive, mate. Instagram says seventy-three yeah. percent were more happy with the rise of Skywalker, and only twenty-seven percent weren't happy with it. So, again, that's a weird one, isn't it? It's it's just it's a big swing. Yeah, it's a funny one. If, funnier world. If you had the Twitter ones, that that's what. Well, that's 53.5% said, you know, it's fine or didn't like it compared to 46% who did. And then Instagram just blows it out of the water. So this is what I mentioned earlier on, that when we get to the Bantini, you'll see that there is that divisiveness. So what did you guys, you know, you guys, the best listeners in the entire galaxy, what did you lot say about The Rise of Skywalker? Well, what did you spicy, naughty lot say? Well, we, we, we're going to hear from... A very, very spicy little Welsh legend. It's none other than Luke Summerfield. A story of adoption, rising above your past and becoming who you want to be. What a ride the Rise of Skywalker is. Tears, love, laughter and joy. I think Ben Solo's fate has been left open to interpretation. After all, no one has ever really gone. Just remember how loves a good Star Wars session. What a voice. What a voice, what a king. At Snicked87 on Instagram for some fantastic Lego and Star Wars toy photography um have a look he's just started posting again actually as of this recording i think during this episode he's posted for the first time in a while go check him out he's amazing and it's great to hear that lovely welsh accent again you naughty boy um yeah i luke obviously loves this he loves mm-hmm. it and guess what palpatine does love a good star wars session <laughs> anytime we can get that into the show we will do mate uh snicky luke's been a big um supporter of 
Luke uh, Summerfield, sorry, and Luke Bly, but Luke Summerfield's been a big supporter of this film since it came out. You can only have to see that online to see how much he enjoys this, and it's good to hear your voice saying it rather than words on a computer or mobile application. So yeah, it is a ride, and that's like like you met, Matt had mate tears, love, laughter, and joy. You felt all of those, I think, didn't you? So Lukey boy, yes, mate. thank you again for that, mate. Dude, I just want to say as well, didn't even get to the Han and Ben scene. Bro, that scene gets me. That is one. I'm not going to go on it about it too much because, like, I've said it for, like, every single show in the last, like, um, year or decade. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) Nice one. Um, Yeah, bro, that scene is, like, one of the best scenes in Star Wars. Can't even lie, straight up. Um, It doesn't lose any power three times later. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's it's excellent. It is straight up excellent. Uh, Up next, we've got Stuart Hack, who said, for me, it's a satisfying conclusion rather than an epic finale. The film felt rushed as there was so much to get through, reintroducing Palpatine, etc. When it's out on Blu-ray, I will watch the sequel trilogy and see how it flows. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, man. Uh, patron Donny Jeep said, "Not a fan at all, but it's done, and now we can go to new adventures." Great point, Donny. Uh, Anthony Goodman said, "Whatever silly nitpick I've got with it, I'm a Star Wars fan, so I'm definitely a fan of the Rise of Skywalker." Great comment, dude. It's a good place to be. Uh, Clesio Adalio said, "It's not the best Star Wars movie, but it entertained me. Fair enough." Uh, Sam Rocky thought, "Whoop," she said. I loved it and felt it saved the trilogy. Uh, the Astro Chaos simply said, I'm still not sure. And Film Joe 12, Top Man, said, It's entertaining and fun, but it breaks so much lore and canon mm. that it does. Mm, that's it. Uh, Sif Slayer 246 said, Best of the sequels and a very emotional and satisfying conclusion to the saga. Uh, George Wardle added, The more I think about it, the more disappointed I get. Damn, that's, that's rubbish for you, dude. Uh, patron Renegade Six Killer said, Gets better every time. Not perfect, but a beautiful, poignant, and fitting end and of course none other than kelly hoston said <laughs> it feels yeah I threw you off there um it feels detached somewhat still a fun watch mind brilliant mate another patron the king of belgium dipski said it was a little sloppy and disappointing but overall a great fun movie the slafer said i watched it four times and while i recognize its flaws i still really like it it reminds me why i love star wars and the boss lady, Genevieve Remy, said, Overall, I think it was satisfying. Are there plot holes? Yes. But overall, satisfactory. Great answer. Great answer. Uh, none other than the King of New Zealand, Darth Dildo, spelt with a Y, uh, said, Up there with Revenge of the Sith as one of the best. Wish there was more Rose Tico, though. Uh, yeah, there we go he said it he said it um a troubled green said i liked it but not all of it and still crushed by the ending good highs but some lows sad face uh and the stars of my destination said still think it felt too all over the place parts of it were great parts of it were just weird Yep, and finally emily memesley gave us this she said i liked it but i think ben should have lived one part of a dyad is not balance. Good point. Uh, I would have liked Anakin's Force Ghost as the title has Skywalker in it. 
Other than that, I enjoyed it. It was super fun, and hearing all of the Jedi was cool, and John Williams did an amazing job. Yes, he did. The more I listen to that score, the more I love it. The whole Skywalker thing, we've had debates on that on this show, and the Dyad thing's interesting. And uh, mm. Should Ben have lived? I'd like to hear you guys' thoughts about that. What do you guys think? Should Ben Solo have lived? Main show idea. Is the ben Dyad Solo. dead? Is the Dyad dead? Right, because... Is, is, is the Dyad dead? Dyad? Dyad. Oh, <laughs> no way, no way. I see what you did there. Spicy, thank you for those brilliant questions, you bunch of legends. And as part of the Bantina, the glorious Bantina, our patrons get to ask us cheeky questions at a certain tier. And this week, we got some brilliant questions from George Constantino, um, who asks a really interesting um, question, Matty Boy. Um, He asks, just amazing prices here, but the Clone Wars box set is currently uh, £179. Uh, compare that to the full Game of Thrones box set, £115. Does that say anything about the franchise, the Star Wars franchise? Mm-hmm. Is a relatively small indie animated show more desirable desirable uh, than one of the biggest TV shows of all time? It's an interesting question. Matty Boy, you want to take that? It is. Uh, George, local boy, huh? Uh, Repping Essex. It's in- it is interesting to see that because I uh, did a little bit of fact-checking. Uh, and he, and George is spot on the money. Not that I never thought he wouldn't be, but he's spot on. He also sent us um, screenshots of it as well uh, on our socials. And it's interesting. I think it plays more to the fact that the Clone Wars has always been a pain to get in the UK. I mm. think mm-hmm. uh, internationally, obviously in the States, it's probably, it's probably like running water. It's everywhere. In the UK, the Clone Wars, is, I find, has always been harder to come by. You can get certain seasons, but you can't always get all of the seasons. Stock isn't great. And then, so to go online to buy all uh, all six or seven, six seasons, sorry, 179 quid against 115 pounds of the juggernaut that was Game of Thrones. Mm. It brings up an interesting question. Does it say, uh, does it make it more desirable? Uh, as a Star Wars fan, I say, damn right it does. But on a purely kind of uh, business level or a consumer level, I'm not entirely sure because, I mean, relatively small indie series, I guess to the wider audience who may not know what the Clone Wars is, the actual series itself was very expensive to make. I I don't really know, to be honest. I th- to me, I think it just plays more to the fact that international uh, availability and stock has made it be that much, or maybe it's supply and demand. Exactly. Maybe there aren't as many yeah. people over here who want to see the Clone Wars for whatever reason, and they, so they put the price up. You know, not as many people want it, so you know we're going to charge retailers more to stock it or to buy it in. So therefore, they're going to charge more. Game of Thrones, one hundred and fifteen pounds. Actually, it surprises me. It's not more. I will say that. But I think I think it's more supply and demand, though, mate. Yeah, I think you're right, man. Like it, it all comes down to the fact that. Um... Let's take, for example, Game of Thrones is one of the most in-demand TV shows of of all time. We know that. That's a fact. You can go stream it on Sky, but there's a lot of people that don't. And there's a lot of people that do want that physical copy. And there's a lot of people that buy into box sets. They just enjoy the physicality of it. Um, And like you said, supply and demand, yeah? Um, Let's say Ford focuses. They're really cheap. They're a really cheap car. Or, well, I say they're really cheap. All cars are super expensive these days. But um, it's a mass-produced car. It is not a niche car. It is designed 
for a mass market. It is yep. created for millions of people. Um, Game of Thrones is that. It's that. The Clone mm-hmm. Wars ain't. Clone Wars is akin to that weird little Japanese car import you can get from Japan shipped over. And not loads of people know about it. They might have known about it 10 years ago. I don't know. But the landscape's changing. You know, people don't buy box sets as much. So what happens when people don't buy stuff as much? They do inflate them purely because it's actually, it goes either way. They either slash the price because they want to get rid of it or they inflate them because they know it's niche. And there's the word here, it's niche. If it is niche, people are willing to pay dollar for it. That's how things work. Uh, it's the difference between having limited edition and public edition, normal edition. Um, if there is less of something, it's by de facto worth more because there is less of them in the world. I think that plays into it too. Um, but yeah, very, very interesting question. I love these sort of like money questions, economic questions. Ah, dude, we've never had a question like that. George, no. naughty boy, I love it. Love it's it. Top man. And as a, as a cheeky plug... Uh, sign up to our Patreon and any tier you'll hear my thoughts on the Clone Wars. I've just dropped so season one recap. Uh, 27 minutes of me going through what I liked, what I didn't like uh, of the first season of the Clone Wars. I'm going to do all six of them before the seventh one comes out next month. So check that out. Um, George also asked, he gave us two questions because he's a local boy, huh? He also asked, <laughs> if, uh, if this is a series of films, would you enjoy Project Luminous to consist of the events prior to The Phantom Menace? leading a path up to it, storytelling the origins of Palpatine as we know him onwards from episode one. So, uh, sorry, Darth Plagueis and the birth of Anakin. For example, these particular story threads could occur in the fourth, fifth or sixth movie of the Luminous series. So if Project Luminous was a series of films, would we like any one of them to focus on the rise of Palpatine pre the Phantom Menace to see how we get to him post Phantom Menace? So, what would you think, mate? Would you like to, if it was a series, would you like something like that, mate, in like one of the later films in a series? It's a great question. The answer is yes. But also, part of me feels like then at what point is it the Skywalker saga? Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like, is it episode minus one? And then <laughs> yeah. minus two, then minus three, you know? Episode wink, wink. Yeah, it becomes too much. And this is the thing with prequels, man. This is the thing. You know, whatever happens in this, I know that there's going to be a girl at the end of this that brings the Jedi back. I know there's going to be a Luke. I know there's going to be an Anakin. And that is the feeling with prequels. That is the feeling with prequels. I don't know. It's a hard one. Uh, Little seeds. Give me them little seeds. But I don't want it to explicitly see it. They're, that's pretty much where I'm at. I think it would be swell, but I think Lucasfilm are going to steer very clear of the Skywalker saga. Maybe a Yoda cameo, maybe. But that in mm. itself links it to the Skywalker saga. So who knows? I'd like to see the foundations pre-Palpatine. So before Palpatine was even considered. So if you want to, like Plagueis or his master, the rule of two, setting the path for the future events, but not referencing them. So not saying like one day this Palpatine will take over the galaxy, blah, blah, because they're in the future. They can't see that. But maybe like um, somebody else setting the seeds for others to pick up the baton and follow, which eventually falls to Palpatine. So then you're sort of like blindsidedly referencing it, but not explicitly. 
Um, being, on, being honest, though, I want something new. If it's the High Republic, I want something as disconnected as possible. I want new characters, heroes, villains, and I want a villain who stays a villain. I want a bad guy who is not redeemed and who's just a bad guy. Um, new locations, ships, weapons. I just want a new breed. A new breed of Star Wars, something new, fresh and exciting. That's what I'd like. However, even like movie six of the High Republic, uh, Project Luminous, sorry, they said that we're going to explore Palpatine as a younger pal- younger guy then. Fine. I'm all for it. Just because I like the character of Palpatine. I don't think they're going to do it though, mate. No, I, 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 I can't see it. I can't see it. But again, phenomenal questions, George. You spicy boy. Thank you so much. Uh, and if anyone wants to get involved in the action, which, you know, why wouldn't you? From $2 a month for less than a cup of coffee, um, you can get all this spicy content. You can get extra shows and get to ask questions and much more. Uh, so go to www.patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. And don't forget, people, we have launched our tea Public Shop where you can buy uh, logo T-shirts, hoodies, mugs, etc. For that, please go to tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash Star Wars Sessions. If you love the sessions, you can now go and physically rep it. Now I'm saying... You can wear us wherever you go. Patreon, you get a guarantee three show, three extra shows a month. You get some good stuff on it. You get questions. T Public, thank you to the guys who've already purchased some of our stuff. We'd love to see you in it. So if I could be so bold, please put up, well, please put up a you know a spicy, saucy selfie if you're wearing your merch. We'd love to see that. So guys, check those out. And thank you again, mate, for the questions. And until next month, we'll be back with more Patreon questions. Now, speaking of speaking of legends, speaking of people I'd love to see rock some Star Wars Sessions merch, because nobody would wear it better. There's a Carly Simon song in there somewhere. Let's get to the lovely voice of Curtis Smith with a poem about our favourite character from The Rise of Skywalker. What the frick? Who's this naked space mole rat, wearing his goggles like a hat? He teaches droids how to speak Sith. His eyes are bulgy like a biff. For cutest critter, I'm his fan, makes baby Yo an also-ran. But now I writhe in misery. The saga's done, and so is he. Find me on Twitter at Star Wars Poet, on Instagram and Facebook, at Star Wars Poetry, always Star Wars, always poetry, always original work, posting daily. And now join me on a new journey as I recount the entire Star Wars saga in the form of haiku. What the? Fr- it's only a matter of time before this man, Curtis, took on Babu Frick. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Curtis Smith came first, that's what. Oh, Babu Frick, the best. The best. We didn't even get to him. Hey! Always Curtis, always a naughty little legend. Sam Smith, design manager at Hasbro for Star Wars products, and you're listening to Star Wars Session, quite possibly the greatest Star Wars show in all of Britain. And now it's the end of the show. We're coming up to that part now, the end of the saga of episode 49, 49, Game time. Star Wars Sessions game. And I'm hosting this week. And if you remember last time I hosted, I gave Loogie Boy some trivia. He was doing really well with it as well. Only to find out that, in fact, he had the answers in front of him because I'd sent him the answers by mistake. So, as punishment, I'm giving him another trivia. Oh no, I'm rubbish at trivia. 
This is the rise of Skywalker. It's, it's basically entitled <gasps> "How much do you remember from the oh, film?" Oh, you naughty boy! Okay, okay, I'm up I've for tried, this. I've tried I'm to throw in some easy and some harder ones. There's ten questions, mate. So, are you ready for this? Oh, dude, I am ready. I am ready. Let's see what's. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Drop the music. Here we go. Who said in the rise of Skywalker? So long, Sky Trash. Zori. He's right, Zori Bliss did oh. say that. Bosh. Oh, my days, that just go. came to me. I, I said it, but I don't even remember in what context. You're right, and then, it, it, and then it, our boy comes up and goes, hey, again. That's it. That's it, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love well, that scene. He hasn't got the answers the music. this time, by the way. Oh. Speaking of quotes, what are Palpatine's first words in the movie? Um, oh, I know this. Ah, oh, it's something well, along the lines the first of. Two. It's damn it! What did JJ? Because JJ said it at the uh, as a hint. It's like long have I waited, or no, nearly. It's oh, this is gonna really bug me. Um, ah, oh, I don't it's know. Really trying. I don't know. Yeah, I'm still trying. I'm going to say it's an A, isn't it? Um, yeah, as, yep. I, as, I shouldn't be doing this, but yes. As an a. a, an, and another uh, alien. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I pass. I pass. I've Here taken too long. Palpatine's first words were, at last. Of course. And then he then goes on to say, Snoke trained you well. Of so course. I would have accepted the whole thing. But at last, last. at last. Oh, Lukey boy, come on. At last, Snoke trained you well. At Guy, last. I thought you were going to get yeah. it, mate. So you, yeah, one out of two so far. My bad. Right. Question three. What does Beaumont Kin, Dominic Monaghan, the bloke we play Pippin in Lord of the Rings, what did he say could have brought Palpatine back? Dark science. And yep. dark Two more. force or something. Dark magic. Black magic. Uh, uh, kind of. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll give you half a point for that. He said dark science, cloning, yep. and secrets only the Sith knew. Uh, oh, right. Okay. Yep. Yeah, 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 so yeah. Okay, yep. One and a half out of three is not bad. 50%. Okay. Oh. Question four. Come on, Luke. Who was the guy who killed Ray's parents? What was what was that dude's name? Oh, uh, Suchi or something. <laughs> it's, you're nearly right, mate. Suchi, Snoochy. The last Fucci. syllable of that is correct. Snoochy, Poochy. Wearing that Gucci. The cheap part is right. Uh, which one? Which bit? Snoochy. The cheap part is right. Chi, yeah, I thought so. It's... Tichi or Kichi, Kichi. Final answer? It, oh, you're doing these final answers to me. Kichi, <laughs> Tichi, Preachy. He's getting a bit Tichi and a bit Preachy. <laughs> I'm going to say. Oh, Bly. Bly Loren, what am I like? My memory is shocking. Absolutely shocking. I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to, Scoochie or Tucci or Tucci. Oh, <laughs> if it was called Scoochie or Tucci, end, I loved end it. it. End it, Matt. End my pain. 
the weird looking thing that killed Ray's parent was called Ochi. <sighs> Ochi of Bestoon. <sighs> yeah, I knew it. I knew that. The part, I do know that. It's in my head somewhere. Why aren't you working, Brian? It's, <laughs> it's that first syllable. So you're one and a half out of four. Which okay. is all right still. Number five, halfway. No. What was the name of the of the alien that Finn and Poe meet to get intel from on the ice world at the beginning of the movie? The one who gets decapitated, whose oh, head's on the desk. I have no clue. Straight what? up. No Final clue. Answer? No. Um, all right. L- limp. <laughs> it wasn't limp. It wasn't limp. The name oh. of the alien was Bulio. Ah, uh, no, I do. That Finn sounds says it familiar. Very quickly at the beginning. It sounds familiar. Bulio, good to see you. He says or something like that. Bulio, yeah, no, okay, okay, okay. That's that sounds familiar. Yeah, I'll, yeah, fair play, fair play. Again, my bad. Another who said it? Who says that? Who's in the film? Who says the line? I have a bad feeling about this. Ah, um, I have a bad feeling about this. Is it not? Is it not Lando? Is it not Lando or is it is Lando? It's Lando, isn't it? I got a bad feeling about this. It is Lando, yes. Oh, on Persona. Naughty boy. The first I order he, looks out, he looks out the window, doesn't he? When the That's tie it, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Your boy Blood. Two and a half out of six. Mate, you're, just, you're just under 50%. You're getting there, mate. Um, question okay. seven. What is the name of the festival on Persana and how often does the movie say it's staged? It's the Akiaki Festival. And it's it's every like hundred and two years or something, isn't it? Final answer. It's called the it's the Aki I think it's the Akiaki Festival. Um, but it's called like the Festival of the Ancestors or something. Yes, it's yes, something like that. Right. The Festival of the Ancestors. Um, that's right. And, and how often is it held? No, it's every thousand years. Sure. I think so. I think it's every thousand or two thousand. Um, I'm going to give you half a point for that because it is the Festival of the Ancestors, and it's held every forty-two years. Ah. But actually, oh, in I... the in the books. In this visual dictionary and, that, and all the rest of the other books, it actually says every two years. And Star Wars Databank says that as well, so I'm not quite sure. That's why oh, I made wow, there the we movie. go. They got that wrong, man. <laughs> great. Great work, story group. Great work. <laughs> yeah, great work, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Blame Chris Terrio. Um, this, is, uh, this is one that I've actually tried not to say the name of during the show because I know it's in the trivia, so here it is. What's the name of the planet that the Resistance base is on? That Ray trains on and Leia passes away on. Asian class. Asian class. Yes, he got yes. that one. Yes. So we're four out of eight now, mates. I, oh. I couldn't say it during it because I didn't want to remind you. Yeah, no, I'm on it, mate. I'm on it like a car bonnet. He's on it like a car bonnet, Towie style. Question nine. Uh, when all of the Jedi are speaking, the voices of the, Je- of the Jedi, which Jedi said, in the heart of the Jedi lies their strength? Kanan. Oh, yes, mate. Jedi lies her strength. Yes! Yes, yes Freddie Prince, our boy. I'm so glad I got that. Yes, boy. Part of the Jedi. He's, I loved hearing that. It was Kane and Jarrus. You're right, mate. Yes, so, five boy. out of nine. 
Here we oh. go. The final question now. Come on, Bly Walker. Come on, son. Come on. How many eyes did the Rexis snake have on Persana, the serpent? Eight. Oh, six. No! Nearly. Oh. Nearly. I thought you, you were going to... That was also the, the answer... That's how many art questions you could have got right if you'd got that. I just, I just, I was so, I, I was just, went with, I went with my gut, mate. I went with my gut. What can I say? I went onto Wikipedia today to check that it did actually have three eyes on each side, and it does. Oh, now that's that's the limit, man. the Good level man. of research. I wanted to make sure you got the right questions, the right answers, mate. You know, with three viewings and an attention span like mine, you know, I'm going to say that was okay. It was okay. I think it was good, mate. I mean, the Bulio one. It was a line mentioned once very quickly. Ochi of Bestoon. To be honest, I, I only know about that because of the visual dictionary. Um, but when it's in the film, they say it really... I think Lando says it really quickly. And I know Ray says that in, in the cave, they say Ochi quite a lot. But it's, a, it's, a something you, it's not something you come out of the film thinking, oh, Ochi. <laughs> mate, I, it was at the tip of my tongue. You nearly got it. I got there, the chi bit. Yeah. I got, uh, I got your Gucci got and your Tucci right? and your Smoochie and your Tucci. Smoochie. Smoochie. Every question, mate, you got something right almost. Even Palpatine's first words. You knew it began with A. The pa- what did what brought Palpatine back? It said dark <laughs> science and like magic and all that. You were right. The Festival oh. of the Ancestors. All of them, you're getting there. Yeah. I, 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 this is the story of my life, mate. <laughs> yeah. This is the story of my. I kind of get there, but nah. No one believes you with a hair like that. Nobody believes you. Stop. Stop. <laughs> very respectable five out of ten, though, mate. I'm proud of you. I think you did a good job. Thank you very much. And good game, mate. Spicy one for this week. I like it. I'm here for it. No worries, mate. On point, on brand. But as I mentioned earlier on, that is it. The saga has ended for episode 49. You know what that means next week. Episode 50. Um, so that is that for this episode of Star Wars Session. But the fun doesn't end there. You know it doesn't. Well, no one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. That's at Star Wars Session on Twitter. They can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions. That's at Star Wars Sessions on Instagram. Or feel free to drop us a cheeky little voice note or message to our email address, sws at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. If you want to support the show further, please consider checking out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Yes, we're on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere in the galaxy. Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you want. You can find a podcast. You're going to hear us there. And if you love the show, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice. And consider heading over to Podchaser. It's the IMDB for podcasts, and it's awesome, and we're there. So if you wouldn't mind dropping us a review on there as well, we'd really appreciate it. Just like we love hearing from you guys every week. So thank you so much. And please tell all of your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell all the little younglings at the Aki Aki Festival, whatever on earth it's called, tell your cousin the more the merrier. Other Kessel Spicy, uh, dub 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 dub. Boom. Tell Bulio and Ochi of Bestoon they're invited as well. Tell them this is the podcast they're looking for and you're looking for. So until next time from me, sadly, it is see ya. And from Luke, may the force be with you. 
always execute. Dun, 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 dun. They are Essex based podcast heroes. Good to Exegol. He's with me. Tell that to Kanja Club. <laughs>